Welcome back, everybody. It's your boys and get low. I'm Joe. I'm A.A. Ron. And if you couldn't tell, I feel like ass. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Aaron and I have been uh, tag teaming uh, where I needed to go today. Uh, coming in clutch on figuring out how to make sure I can get tested uh, because... Aaron, would you like to tell them what I'm currently going through? Yeah, so it's it's really sad, honestly. I mean, America has a really bad AIDS problem, and it, it's honestly. Whoa. Oh, right, right, right. No, no, it's COVID. Sorry, sorry. You know, Jesus just... Christ. <laughs> Joe Dude, might have the COVID. Load that in the shotgun. Boom. AIDS. The, the Rona has made its way to Joe's. <clears throat> we don't know and yet. We don't know yet, but it's very likely. I've got a ton of the symptoms of it. And um, thankfully, none of the severe ones. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I straight up thought someone was knocking to try and come into your office. And I was like, well, I guess we're yeah. going to pause. <laughs> yeah, the, doc- the doctor's over here like, hey, we got your test results back already. <laughs> Yeah, Joe's got an in-home doctor watching him 24-7. I'd be the shit. Um, now, I uh, I might have the Rona, y'all. So, uh, send some positive vibes my way uh, from wherever you are around the world. Um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, it's, it seems as though I might have contracted it from someone uh, last week in the when I was having to go in the office. Uh, for where I work, we have to work in a semi-close-knit area our team at least and uh, i don't know if it was somebody on a team around us or if it was just someone in the building nonetheless here we are so but we're gonna have well, some Joe, fun. i really hope you feel better good sir because if there's anyone that doesn't deserve to feel like absolute shit it's you well thank you i appreciate that i do um i'm over moving on to more important oh what sorry go ahead right honestly <laughs> <laughs> oh man well uh, now let's jump in um so before we were recording you said you had some fun things you want to talk about and i have some fun things i want to talk about but uh really the fun things you want to talk about was some music releases so wait wait you're so you're telling me you had fun stuff you want to talk about and i had fun stuff i want to talk why don't we start a podcast you know what i think that is the most brilliant idea you've ever come up with sir all right, so we got a few new releases this week that I just figured should be mentioned. Um, <laughs> as you all know, our good buddies in Silent Planet dropped a new single, and it is fucking amazing. That's right. Um, I how do you pronounce it, Joe? Panna? Can you describe this this new song? <laughs> uh i think it's called panopticon is that what it's called? Panopticon. That's right. I was like, every time I go to read it, I forget how to say it. <laughs> Yeah, it's called Panopticon. Um, I don't think it's a song. I, I did. I, I'm trying to remember. I know I heard it, but I don't remember when I heard it. Uh, and I'm fairly certain it's not the song that we leaked. No, no, it's not. This song came out Friday. It's yeah. brand new. Yeah. Um, which means that the song that we leaked might still be coming out soon as a single. Who knows? But we don't even know that, that was Silent Planet. So oh I, yeah, I'm sorry. I you know I, Garrett, I know if you're listening, man, I love you. Um, I'm 
I'm just gonna say that, dude. That was your voice, brother. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that like, could have been that could have been Garrett's solo project. Could have been that man is playing drums, shredding, and screaming at the same time. Can I, I mean, get an amen? Amen. I mean, I've I've seen buskers do it before, so also okay. So, um, yeah, we got that. I mean, you know, we love our boys in Silent Planet. We wish yeah. them the very best, and we can't wait for this new album. Yeah, can't, I, I, I was really actually. Hope, uh, I was actually. Go ahead. I was actually texting with Garrett a little bit the other day when you were in Lowe's um, talking to him about the new song. And I, I, we both agree that we definitely should have him on or even get to sit down with him once the album comes out to talk about it. So. I, I fully agree. Well, that's what I was about to say there was like, um, I really hope that COVID doesn't screw up, you know, the, the music season. Uh, Cause I know he was teasing a lot of shows they have coming up that he couldn't confirm yet. Uh, but if they hit the East coast, I'd love to sit down with all the boys and, and, uh, have them on the show and, and really, you know, uh, discuss the album or at least discuss where they are with the mindset behind the, the songs that were, are released at that time. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. 100%. The next one, the next song I want to talk about was uh, a band that me and Joe, it was actually the last concert I went, well, no, it was the second to last concert I went to and it was wage war drop their new song called circling the drain circle the drain now you said we had a little bit of a oh sorry go ahead i was say you sent me that like i don't know an hour ago yeah because it just came out today yeah um i have not had a chance to listen to it if i'm being completely honest i was i was a bit uh occupied at the moment (laughs) it's so good like i wait you heard high horse right their first single they released uh yes so Mm -hmm. wait yeah the really heavy one so they brought it back on the second single and made it hella melodic there i don't think there's any well there is because there's a breakdown but anyway it's the more melodic side of wage war this time and i am a fucking like i i love nothing more than melodic wage war oh yeah melodic wage war is where it's at dude like a lot a lot of like i i love everything that wage war has done uh from the heavy to the melodic to like the acoustic you know mm-hmm. they are all just phenomenally talented individuals also guys who i'd love to have on the show like i've seen them live let's see three times and i've only is. seen them once yeah i think i've seen them three times and each time i see them they just get better and better i remember the first time i saw them was actually it was on the for today farewell show and they were playing at the blind tiger in uh, greensboro north carolina and really yeah yeah they uh, uh they actually went on before <clears throat> they either went on right before or right no actually no i think they went on right after gideon I know. Wait, so I have, I have a really weird question, and I might just feel like an idiot after this. But are they a Christian band? Not at all. No. Okay, no. I didn't think so. But like, tour, usually bands that toured with uh, with uh, for today were Christian. So I was just curious, and I noticed they don't swear ever. So I think it's no, a fair like, question. Uh, they do swear. What are you talking about? <laughs> they got cuss words in their songs. Name one. The river. The river has cussing in it. Pretty sure. All right, maybe I'm just not remembering. Hang on, hang on. Let's just hold your horses right there. 
You just wait. <laughs> High horse. Hold your uh, horses. See? <laughs> exactly. That's what's up. Uh, the river. Over Joe might be funnier than regular Joe. Oh, wow. You just really, you really want to say that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Love you, boo. You're, you're only saying that because I, I do not have a, a snappy retort at the moment. My this brain is the is most not... laid back I think I've ever heard you. You're just like, you're, you're existing and that's already too much. Yeah, I'm I honestly, man, like where I'm at right now, I'm just like, well, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> uh, let me see. All right, so these are the lyrics. I might be wrong, actually, now that I think about it. Um, trust is dead, like everything else you said. Each word more meaningless than the next. Your lips and your lies uh, have severed the ties. I don't deserve this, and you don't deserve me. I should have known, but I doubted myself. Gave you every benefit of the doubt. No, I wanted no one else, but I guess I wasn't enough for you. Don't pretend like we can recover when you chose the lust of another. Where did I go wrong? I know I wasn't perfect, but I certainly tried so hard. Was it the moment of weakness or was it the thrill? Did the ache for a feeling that you faked to feel? Uh, I'm just going to scan through the rest here. Uh, I was wrong. There is nothing there. I thought, I I'm thought telling I th- you, I don't, I don't think there's any songs by wage war that I've heard that have cuss words in it. <clears throat> for some reason, I thought that the coughing part in it, which ironically enough, I can cough right now pretty much on command. Uh, <clears throat> um, and what I mean by that is a really good cough, not like a little like <laughs> fake cough. Oh, you um, you think he like screams a fuck right after the cough? Uh, yeah, I thought it was like <laughs> fuck. Like I thought, see but, that uh, maybe. But would that be in the lyrics? I don't know. See, I, that's the thing. I don't know if it would be. Hold on, I'm I'm gonna like listen to it really low volume and see if I can hear it. Do it. Because it seems like something that would that would happen, you know. Do you remember where in the song that part is? Uh, close to the middle. Oh, here we go. No, he just does a bleh. Does he? Yep, it's just a big long bleh. There's no fuck, dude. I'm telling you, I don't think they have swearing. I mean, they may not. They they truly may not. I I you know again, um, I I could have swore they did, but I also know that I can be completely wrong in those situations. So, you know, who knows? Anyway, not important. The next song I wanted to talk about um is a band that Joe doesn't really like, so I won't I won't harp on them for too long. But uh, Motionless and White, White just released their new single, mm-hmm. Time Bomb, um, which is absolutely incredible, Un- Like just like everything that Motionless and White has been putting out over the last few years. Um, uh-huh. But one thing to note about this song is that their, their guitarist, Ricky, is actually doing some vocals. So that's a first for them, and it actually worked really, really well. Um, it's a heavy banger. It's brutal. It's got a really catchy chorus, like you're at typical emotionless and white track. It obviously was great. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what one, you want to say there. I'm, I, uh, I have I, nothing I to say. I know you, I, I know they're not really your thing. Um, just uh, making sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. The last one I want to talk about actually. So our boys in census put out a new track. It was amazing. Tilt. It was great. Yeah, the song Tilt is phenomenal. Um, and then I wanted to talk about not anything specific here, but Phineas 
and the plot and you have been putting out bangers lately. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. The last one I have is, and this is not anything to do with the music taste that we've been talking about, but Ed Sheeran announced his new album and dropped a new single called <laughs> Visiting Hours, and it will make you cry. Yeah, I actually, uh, I actually play guitar on that one. Yeah, he, so that, that's actually the time. fun fact of the fun fact of the evening. And I thought you said it was uke. I thought you were playing the ukulele. I'm multi-talented, man. I'm just uh, it's oh, multifaceted. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you want to go hear Joe play his heart out on an Ed Sheeran track, go ahead. He offered Joe, he offered Aaron to play the skin flute, but Aaron declined. The, yeah, the skin flute really wasn't for me because it wasn't <laughs> circumcised. <laughs> Joe, we do have a song to premiere today, don't we? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to do this when I feel like shit? Oh, no. Because... Ladies and gentlemen, we there's an artist that we did not mention. We were interviewing today. Oh. And as always with our guests, we want to offer them nothing but respect and love. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is all the fans are on. See, you got you you're close. You were close. It, uh, the, the song. Let me give a little detail real quick for all you listeners out there. You love uh, me. <laughs> this is a country song uh, that the individual singing has no history in whatsoever. Uh, the song is titled Every Fan in the House. Isn't that what I said? You said all the fans are on in the house. I think it was or something like that. <laughs> well, same fucking thing. Whatever. Every fan in the house, uh, and it is by yours truly. Uh, per Aaron's request, even though I feel like absolute ass right now, I will play it right here for y'all, uh, and I hope y'all enjoy. I told you I'd leave a fan home In case you ever wanted to come get cold Smiled and said you appreciate the gesture I took your recommendation to heart Cause I can't stand us being so damn hot And just to show how much I really hate this Every man in the house is on This bedroom's hotter than this microphone Feels like an oven on high I can feel the chafing in between my thighs Every fan in the house is on Just in case you ever do get tired of being warm Every fan in the house is on Start being so warm I'll turn the AC on And pray for the cold So you can see That it's too damn hot For this We can't agree On what is right You want it on 70 I need 65 If we don't agree soon I 
tell you i think so i come up with like my list at the end of the year like my top favorites of like singles eps albums songs whatever i think that one gets the award for the most relatable track i've heard all summer <laughs> it's and the my, boy anthem. exactly bro it's not just thick look you don't even have to be thick to be miserable in this heat virginia is getting a heat stroke like i don't think i've ever experienced before when did we become Florida? That's my question. I mean, you're you're you have a very valid point there. Joe, your voice is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I you, uh, when the way you say ass crack just makes my heart smile. <laughs> <laughs> the way you talk about sweat dripping down and your crack, I just I felt inspired. There is a video out there for anybody who wants to go find it. Good luck uh god uh I, I, honestly like the fa- <laughs> when i wrote when i wrote the parody to that song for those of you who don't know that's a parody to the song every light in the house by trace adkins uh and trace adkins is a country music legend i will never be like that man um but <laughs> i was sitting in the house it was so hot and it was it was so hot outside that my ac was struggling to keep up so I walked inside and I turned the two fans that I have on. I have one in my kitchen and one in my living room. And I have like, you know, my kitchen, my living room is uh, just a one big open area. And so I turned both of those on on high. And I came down to my desk and I was watching a show and I had my little fan on on my desk. I was like, man, it is so hot. I got every fan on in the house. <sighs> every fan in the house is on. And from there, it just evolved. <laughs> so I'm, I forgot. I truly forgot that you wanted to do that on the show. <laughs> I know you did. I was, I, that's why I didn't say anything to you before we started recording. How dare you? <laughs> hey, look, I know you've had a shit day. I wanted to make it a little better. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I hope you all enjoy it. I do. Uh, this the, Truly, it is an anthem to everybody out there who hates the heat right now because it is absolutely oppressive like it is Dude, we're all day. buying new underwear when it when it starts to cool down honestly i can feel the chafing in between my thighs like <laughs> dude amen yo i bet you 
Okay, so I'll, if for anyone that actually wants to see the video, I'll put it up on the Twitter when this episode is uploaded. Um, but I think you embraced the whole like vibe perfectly. For anyone who is curious, um, Joe mentioned how he made a big boy purchase a few weeks ago, and did, he didn't yeah. actually say what the purchase was. But like, I think I think this was just set in motion for you by the universe because Joe bought a truck right before this. <laughs> and in the video, I'm not. I'm just gonna spoil this one part. In the video, Joe's like in an open i think you were wearing the flannel or were you not wearing a shirt at all at this point uh if you're talking about the scene i think you're talking about i uh i was wearing a uh, gray tank top um that's right you were wearing a sleeveless shirt so he's in this like he's in this sleeveless shirt the only thing he's missing is a piece of wheat in his mouth but he's pulling tires out of the back of his pickup truck and i just watched that and i'm like this is perfect like (laughs) This is spoof. Hey, I should have a top five spoof, and you'd be number one of the year. The only like the only thing that I think that was missing, if I could have gotten it to work, the the farm we were filming at for that. Um, <laughs> there's usually cows. Like there's usually cows in that field, and they were nowhere to be found. Like there were no cows in sight, and I was telling the guy who was filming. Shout out to my buddy Jeremy. Um. I was talking to him and I was like, you know, there's usually cows here. It'd be great to get a, like a a shot of us, like, uh, you know, of me driving the truck and kind of like herding the cattle with the truck, you know, and then, then basically like have show how hot it is while I'm doing it. And, uh, fortunately, unfortunately the cows weren't there, but everything else worked out well. Like the shots, the shots we got worked out really well. And, um, there's one other funny shot in it where uh, I'm, so you see me with water pouring over my head and that's me holding a large bottle of Aquafina over my head, pouring it on myself. But I asked, uh, Jeremy <clears throat> before we filmed it, I had the empty bottle. And I said, Hey, can you fill this with water real quick? Are you going to do something? He said, yeah, no problem. And so he goes to fill it up. I meet him outside and I was like, this isn't cold. Is it? And he goes, no, not at all. It was freezing. (laughs) It was like, if I showed you the B-roll footage of it, where like the continued clip, you hear me go, oh, oh my God. Oh, like, because it was freezing, but it was a good time. Yeah. And and honestly, like, I think it was a perfect example of just like, let's do something fun because the world we live in isn't. And I think it just, it just worked. You know, it was one of those things that just made sense. No, that's exactly right. Like, uh, and also for our listeners, I will say this, I'm, I'm not gonna, I won't give it away unless Joe decides he it's pointless and he wants to give it away anyway, but there is someone that we've interviewed on this show that did the harmonies on that song. And if you can guess who it is, I don't know. We'll find something to give away to you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so here's the thing. It's, it's super hard to pinpoint who it is. Because even when I listen to the song now, I'm like, there's no way I could tell it was him. Like, really? I, like I, I could. could. I couldn't tell it was him. Uh, After you told me, I could hear it. Even with me knowing, I can't hear it. So I don't, okay. I don't know. It might be to the trained ear, but I mean, I'll go ahead and spoil it. Um, so there was a previous guest we had on the show, 
uh, who uh, plays guitar in a certain band. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, and this individual does vocals. Uh, he does. Yeah, he does backup vocals as well. Uh, but this certain individual also is a mastermind at mixing and mastering uh, in, in audio production uh, as well as recording. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe their newest songs are all uh, in-house produced uh, by him. Uh, the gentleman who I reached out to, was, it was funny. I think it, I think he said it was his first country song that he had done. And he and based on this, he was like, I kind of feel like I should do more country. Um, I reached out to Tony from Two Sides of Me. And uh, he's the one who did all the mixing and mastering on it and uh, did the harmonies as well. He actually messaged me midway through doing it. He was like, dude, this song needs one thing and it'll be a banger. And I said, what's that? And he said, harmonies. And I said, well, I hate to tell you this. Uh, I'm not good at harmonies. I'm really good at keeping the root note, but I cannot do harmonies. He goes, I got you. And I think there was one lyric and it, and it goes, uh, uh, it's like uh, something, something too damn warm. And in the harmony, you hear him go too damn warm. And I was just like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Shout out, Tony. We love all the dudes in two sides of me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And aren't they about to drop a new song? Uh, yes, they are. I believe actually this Friday, they're about to drop a new one. Uh, for those of you listening, this would be the previous Friday. So it's out right now when you're listening to this. Um, go fucking listen to that song yeah i'm I sure it's titled bury i don't even me. have to be convinced yeah bury me i don't have to be convinced it's a banger i haven't heard it yet but it's a banger okay all right cool i'm also gonna say i don't know tony if i'm not allowed to say this i won't give too much information out there um but i may or may not have helped them on a certain project recently um i'm not in it but i was behind the scenes and um, all I got to say is y'all are not ready. So be a lot of fun. This next, this next season is going to be all about two sides of me. Like those boys, <laughs> honestly, as, as the world starts to reopen, excuse me, I'm going to put another recola in my mouth here. Uh, as the, as the show season begins to reopen and uh, you see a lot more happenings taking place, uh, be on the lookout. Because two sides of me is coming for y'all, bro. Like, yeah, y'all aren't even ready. Y'all, y'all can't even comprehend what they're about to do. So, yeah, and if I if I remember correctly, Rock Sound is actually premiering the song, which is big for like, in like for for a big local band. That's still a huge deal. So, also yes. shout out to those dudes in Rock Sound. Joe, yep. speaking of uh, show season, I'm going to my first concert since the Rona on saturday and Since i'm Rona. so going to get some information you know what what show are you going to i'm going to the sad summer fest which is headlined by all time low and i'm going to see it in baltimore right on the water i'm hype we don't talk a lot of whole like a whole lot of pop punk on this show but i even I'm, though, I'm a pretty big fan i say even though you and i are both pretty massive fans of pop punk in general we don't really talk about it all that much <laughs> I, I noticed that wait do you like all-time low or is that I love all time low. you don't really get the hype i didn't uh, even know that what yeah i love them dude i'm so happy that i i honestly thought you hated them for some reason i don't know why <laughs> uh, uh, hey mom this isn't a phase this is a lifestyle trust me but yeah anyway it's an outdoor pavilion right on the water in baltimore 
And I'm just like sitting here like I, I can't it, it's almost not even real. Like I'm I'm not as excited as I should be just because I it's you know how it is sometimes it's just like anything could happen. But I think it's actually going to happen. I mean, so here, here's my take on it is I'm excited you get to go. Um, uh, cause, uh, you've talked about going to Blue Ridge Rock Festival. It's been finally confirmed that I'm going to Blue Ridge Rock Festival as well. So long as this Rona doesn't eat me alive. <clears throat> um, or kill the show. Yeah. One of the two, <clears throat> but, um, you know, uh, being that that's a large show, a lot of the bands on that are dropping off and they're having to replace them. But I mean, I don't know. It's just nice to see that shows are coming back, man. Like I'm seeing a lot of videos and a lot of pictures of shows taking place and people packing out venues and a lot of people getting out there to have a good time. And I think, Oh yeah, this show I'm going to in Baltimore is sold out and we got the, like the pit tickets, which I'm really hype about. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, you, you need pit for that, but I think the biggest thing that we're realizing is, you know, what we had before we were taken for granted. Absolutely. Like, and I really hope that, you know, Aaron and I are both Lynchburg natives. Um, and our music scene around here hasn't always been the greatest. Uh, reason I say this is because it, it's, it's got a lot of uh, peaks and valleys. Um, yes. You know, I've been in the music scene since... 2008 roughly yeah we'll say 2008 uh i've been in the music scene since 2008 uh i didn't really get like into the music scene until roughly 2010 it's because i was going to shows but i was going to see the bands i wasn't really going to hang out with anybody i was going to actually like you know enjoy the music um but in the so from 2008 to now so that's what uh 13 years yeah um oh, damn yeah, 13 years. That's when years. I moved to Lynchburg was in 2008. Damn. Getting old. <laughs> um, and so in the last 13 years, I've seen the music scene. Uh, when I got into it, it was kind of like on the up and up. And it was thriving. And then it crashed. And then it grew again. And it was thriving. And then it crashed. And it just keeps doing that over and over again. And I think the biggest reason why is you've got a lot of musicians out there and this is actually going to be part of what i wanted to talk about with the show um uh you get a lot of musicians out there who uh you know let me hang on let me let me gather my thoughts here for a second you got a lot of musicians out there whether it's in the lynchburg area or anywhere around the world who are totally fine with playing local shows right mm-hmm but the problem is while they're fine playing local shows, a lot of people take for granted the local love they get. And uh, I think part of that is due to the fact that it was, this stigma was kind of put into place uh, really across the entire country and all over the world. I know for certain the U S but this stigma of you know get big in your hometown grind it out in your hometown and then go out on the road right mm -hmm. and what happens with that is a lot of your local bands are just playing shows to get their name out there to try and get big 
and it's it's almost like a, a kind of like a get in line situation. You know, if one band in town is the the big band, they're headlining every show. You know, everyone's coming out to see them. They always have 50, 100, 150 people coming out to see them a night. That's a good band. That's a band yeah. that that you can pretty much guarantee is going to be hitting the road soon. But even still, around here, you have a lot of those bands who don't make it because they mm-hmm. still take for granted. They they just kind of thrive. I don't even thrive. They survive on the local love. But as cliche as it is, just like a burning candle, that thing's going to burn out at some point. Perfect um, example. What's that? Um, that uh, that amazing band that opened for uh, a certain band we don't talk about on the show on their farewell show. Wait, what? That is no longer a band. It's the band we don't talk about on the show. You know who I'm talking about? Your band that we don't talk about. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a band that opened for that farewell show that was amazing and they had this one song that i remember i just the chorus was in my brain permanently uh, and then the band broke up you know who i'm talking about yeah that'd be illist dude yeah Ill- dude shout out to those dudes holy shit and, and like <clears throat> that was an example of a band that should have been fucking signed by so a I, top five record label I, I, like for real i'll tell you something funny about that real quick is uh so i started podcasting um i started podcasting i want to say right before that last show that really either right before or right after okay the very last episode that we ever aired Actually, no, no, no. I started podcasting before before that last show. Um, the very last episode we recorded was actually Blue Ridge Rock Festival of that year. Mm-hmm. The very last episode we ever aired, Forget Low, uh, with my old co-host, uh, Pap, was with Illist. Interesting. Yeah. See, those guys were so good. We actually recorded it on site at South Street Brewery. I met up with him and got some beers and and talked music and whatnot. But I mean, and and here's the thing. Uh, I know their drummer. Their drummer is like one of my best friends, Uh, Cecil Johnson. I love that dude. Oh, sweet. Really see like Cecil and I go way, way back uh, because we played music before too. Um, But they're actually a little bit of a different story uh, because they had, the look, the music, the production, the part that they were missing was really the the get out there. Um, and what I mean by get out there was <clears throat> they were playing all up and down, like I want to say at least New England down to like Georgia, I think it was. And they were playing like crazy. But the problem was, one of their members was leaving. He was moving. Um, one of their members was not. I want to. I want to say he was like he was at the time. He was still young. Like he was. He wasn't really living out on his own until later on in the band. Um, okay. But I mean, it, it was like it was just a perfect storm for them. Unfortunately, of 
a lot of things didn't fall in line for them. The stars didn't align. Like they had the chance to go. Just the stars just didn't align. And that it, you know, I want to say that'd be the case for a lot of local bands, but it's not because it really uh, the band that that we don't talk about. Uh, the way we did things was when I joined into the band, we played a few local gigs, and then we sat down and made a pact that we weren't going to play a local gig for at least a year. Mm-hmm. that we were going to go out and play all up and down the East coast and as far out West as we could possibly go. And when we had, when, when we got to the point of getting ready to release our EP, then we would play a local show again and then pretty much try to make a tour of it. And we did that. And I'm going to tell you right now, and this is something that a lot of bands need to listen to. It doesn't matter how tight you are with your local scene. It doesn't. It does not matter how tight you are. It does not matter how um, how many best friends you have. It doesn't matter how many beers you kick it with the boys on the weekends. It does not matter your social status with any of those friends in that music scene when it comes time for you to make what's best for your band happen. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I am friends with a lot of the people from this music scene. And back then, when we did just that, when we made, when we said, you know what, it's time for us to focus on us. We can't, we can no longer focus on the local scene. We've given everything we got. If we're going to make this happen, we got to do it now. We caught so much hell for that. I mean, a significant amount of hell because a lot of your bands were buddy buddy with us and wanting us to come play shows locally every weekend. But the thing was we had shows booked out for months. We were playing shows all up and down the East coast. We were playing shows all, you know, wherever we were getting them outside of the state of Virginia. Mm -hmm. And that's a sacrifice that a lot of bands need to recognize is you, you need to really think about who your circle is. And who wants to see you succeed? Because the bands that want to see you succeed will do whatever they can to work together to make sure that happens for everyone involved. I've met bands like that before. The Death and Me, I love those dudes. Granted, they're not together anymore, but I I still love those dudes. The Death and Me was one band who we knew without a shadow of a doubt. Like, if ever we were around, it was it was equal hype. We were hyping them up, they were hyping us up, and it, and it was a lot of in between. Um, a Time to Die out of Virginia Beach, another band. Their vocalist looks just like Kevin Bacon. Like those those kind of bands you want to meet. Yeah. You know, and and recognize that those are the ones that are gonna be there to help you out. And it's funny because those two bands are not local to us. Uh a time to die is from Virginia Beach. Uh the death of me was from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. No, neither band was local and uh, and, and I'll explain too because I know I've kind of gone off a tangent the reason I'm saying all this is I had a, a good conversation with a, a really good conversation with a close friend of mine from the music scene this past weekend and he was explaining to me that he's just got a lot on his plate right now trying to figure out where he wants to go you know with music with life with everything and he made it he made it a, a notion of saying like 
the band's doing a lot of good stuff. He just doesn't know where he fits in all of that later on. And he's got to figure, he's got to evaluate that himself. One thing I want to t- tell everybody out there in the music world is if you have any doubts, I'm getting a little bit of feedback off you there, brother. Uh, Let me see. All right, now you're good. You must have been leaning right on the microphone. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, But if you have any doubts, you need to really sit back and think about, the, you know, where those doubts are coming from and, and what that looks like for you in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Because if you're not ready to make the sacrifice, if you're not ready to sacrifice, potentially sacrifice those friendships that you had, uh, to better your band, uh, if you're not ready to sacrifice your time, uh, your energy, uh, if you're not ready to sacrifice, you know, honestly, a lot, you know, the list goes on and on, and you're you're totally okay with just sticking in your hometown and playing your local bar every weekend, do it. But you need, but if you're having doubts, you really need to address that at the core on why you're having those doubts. A lot of bands that I see, um, usually, you know, it's always, it's always interesting how the people think that bands, uh, break up because, you know, there's always drama or some sort, but no, usually that from what I've seen, especially with a lot of local bands, a lot of other bands is bands don't break up because of drama bands break up because of lack of communication. And you don't recognize how important that is until you don't have it, you know? uh, And, and that's something I explained to my buddy as well. I was like, if you are already at that point where you know that you've kind of like hit your peak, that you've already, you've already recognized that you're kind of done. You need to vocalize that and you need to walk away because all you're going to do is hurt yourself and your bandmates. I was going to say for the sake of them and the band. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, a lot of times, um, I'll use my own personal perspective here. There were times that I wish I had said that same thing that I had just been like, you know what? I'm done. I'll walk away <clears throat> because the reason you're worried may not even be a reason at all. Once you talk to your bandmates, you know, mm-hmm. um, and even if it is a reason to worry, your bandmates are supposed to be the people you're closest to when you're going through this. It's a family business. You know, it's not just business. It's not just family. It's a family business. I was going to say, can you really make music and tour with a group of people and not call them family? Uh, like, do you think Dave Grohl and the rest of the Foo Fighters do not consider each other family at this point? I'm sure they do. I have no doubt in my mind they do. But I have. But then no, you see uh, people leave and bands break up and kind of wonder, like, what was that dynamic like? Well, yeah. I mean, I also think to myself, too, on the fact that it's very likely that there are certain bands out there that don't uh, have um, that connection. You know, it's very likely that they don't have that connection. And if they don't, I mean, you know, 
it's not likely they're going to be. It, it, I, I, I think back to the mid 2000s when, and even the early 2000s and the late 90s, when you had labels putting together bands, like they were having tryouts and putting together these bands to put together like a, a super group and go out on the road. You know, and, and so I have no doubt in my mind that it's probably still a thing today. <clears throat> How prevalent it is, I, I don't know, but I'm sure that's right. still something today that's, that's taking place. Yeah. But again, you know, then that kind of reiterates what we're saying is you need to be close, but you need to be vocal and, and communicative towards the people you're playing with because, you know, it, again, you got a lot of local hometown heroes who are going to want to just play locally. But if, if your goals are to go out and achieve those dreams, if you want to go be the next Trivium, if you want to go be the next Lamb of God, if you want to go be the next Ed Sheeran or A Day to Remember or The Weeknd or whatever pop, R&B, rap, country, rock, metal, whatever alternative pop punk artist you want to be, you're going to have to sacrifice that time and friendship. I didn't realize how many people I had pissed off uh collectively with the group of guys i was playing with i didn't realize how many people we had pissed off um until years later yeah dude i was pissed i'm sure you were it's okay you'll get over it i have a band-aid for that uh but no all jokes aside i really didn't realize that i didn't realize how many people were pissed but the thing was and it was crazy too is and this is something to take note on is those bands weren't pissed at us for going and trying to achieve our goals. They were pissed because they felt like we had turned our backs on the local scene. Because when you get so enclosed into what you have here, you forget that there are goals outside of here that people need to achieve. But to bring this full circle, if you recognize that those goals are out there, you stop taking what you have at home for granted. A lot of your local bands who are big and who draw a crowd, they love play, playing at home because they draw a crowd. Because they know that if they go out on the road, and I can tell you countless shows, if ever a day I decide to tell the listeners what band I played with, I have ample shows to talk about where we would drive five or six or seven hours one direction just to play to five people. But the thing is, if we don't do that, we're never going to go play like we did at a festival for 20,000 in attendance. Mm -hmm. We're never going to go play these shows where we pack out a house at at the local college, given le less detail for the to open for the devil wears Prada and play to a sold out crowd of 900 people in an enclosed room. Mm -hmm. You know, we take for granted that that 150 people you're playing for every weekend are your friends. They're your family. They might be people that are just regulars to the shows, but they're there to celebrate the local bands but you take that for granted because you get comfortable with that local limelight and forget that when you leave that County line, you are nobody. See, that brings up a good point. So what I was just thinking about was like, you know, every band big or small was a local band at some point. 
And there's always this like line that gets crossed, right? So it's either what's the difference between you being in like your, your local scene turning on you versus you being a hero to the local scene. So example, like, do you think that there are still people or bands in Ocala, Florida that like hate a day to remember for getting big? Like, or do they praise a day to remember because they gave the local scene like a, like a poster boy? Like, you know what I mean? Where is that line drawn from hero to oh fuck you for abandoning the local scene? Uh, so to answer your first question, I firmly believe that there's probably bands out there in Ocala, Florida who do feel the same way towards the day to remember or even wage war. Yeah. Um, can you clarify? Is that where wage war's from? Yes, they're from Ocala, Florida. Or around that. around that area, I should say. I knew Jeremy and Wage War were like friends and like he produced all their albums and stuff, but I didn't know they were local to each other. Yep. So great example. So there are two bands that are like two of the biggest metalcore acts in the world, but they all started as a local band. So you 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 mentioned getting like you had people that were mad at you for abandoning the local scene. Okay. Yep. Where does the change take place from, hey, fuck you for not representing our local scene to, oh, thank God you blew up and are representing us? That's a really good question. Um, I didn't word it very well the first time, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it for sure. That's a that's a really, really good question. Um or maybe it's, it's just sound... split down the middle. Maybe some people hate a day to remember wage war and some people love them from Ocala. It could just be a straight split. No, I um I I'll say this. <clears throat> it comes down to again recognizing who really has your back and who wants to see you succeed. Uh barring those individuals. I would say the question goes to when do the people who hate you for doing what you do turn turn tail and finally re- realize that um, you're doing good? And I'm going to say that is when they also do good. Like when they go out and get a taste of the road. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there are bands. There are bands we've played with. Uh, there are bands that I've played with. There are bands that I've you know, scene and such. And, and it's, it sounds super cliche, but it's all about earning your dues. It's about earning your dues and then recognizing that you're not some powerhouse that you thought you were, you know? Yeah. Cause you, again, you get this false sense of security when you play so much at home. I mean, I mean, I'll put you in, put in, Put it in perspective for you here. Let's let's say you're uh, a guitarist. Would you prefer to drive 15 minutes down the road, load your rig into your car, drive 15 minutes down the road, meet up with your bandmates, play a show, hang out with your friends, get some good laughs, probably go get a slice and a beer afterwards, and then drive home? Where you know you're guaranteed to play for 150 people, who are probably going to be moshing and having a good old time for your music. Or would you rather sit in a hot 
Melly Van for three, four, five, six hours one way. Go play a show in a town you've never even heard of before to five people on a broken stage where you blow the power out midway through your set. Uh, finish up the set. Everyone leaves. You get in your van and then drive those three, four, five, six hours home. And you get home at anywhere between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. It's where you got to get up for work the next morning at 8 o'clock and, and go in. What sounds more appealing? Yeah, no, I get your point. Okay, so, like, I guess with that, do, do you think, so, in your experience, yep. with that all being said, obviously, we all know which one was more appealing. Of course. If you were to stay local forever, would that put food on the table? No. No, it wouldn't. Uh, well, I, so let me correct myself. Maybe. Um, if a data remember was as big as they are right now, but, or I'm sorry, if would a data remember be as big as they are right now, if they never left Florida? Absolutely not. No, they wouldn't be. No, because the way I'm to get sure a data remember had shows where they played to five people. I'm sure. But the way, the way to get out there and do that is to get out there and play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go on YouTube and go look up old shows of a data remember where they're playing to 10 or 20 people in the basement of a school. Right. Or the basement of a house. And and not playing some massive main stage at a festival or with pyrotechnics or what have you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they you busted know, ass to get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, the, a lot of the bands we look up to nowadays, you know, it got big during the really the golden age of metal and metalcore. You know, you, you look back at the 2000s and a lot of those bands are still thriving today. Because mm-hmm. they they did the thing, they, you know, they went and they went and they were grinding and they were touring and they were living up the you know the the good life and and gotten big and continue to grow and here we are. Two thousand eight to two thousand eleven was like the sweet spot for new bands. I yeah. feel like. Um, but the thing. So okay. The thing I would say here is <sighs> shit. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, the thing I would say, and we and we can wrap this up here shortly. But the thing I would say to answer your question is, could a band sustain, uh, you know, with putting food on the table while playing locally? Yes. If just like there are some bands here that do this, uh, there are cover bands who play three or four hours a night mm-hmm. three to three to four days a week uh and they're bringing in anywhere from one two three grand a night mm-hmm. yep so 100 percent yes you gotta think you have a cover band where you got a guitarist, a bassist, a drummer, and yourself, and you're singing. That's four people. Let's say you make $1,000 a night, and you play from Thursday to Sunday. You just made $4,000 in one weekend. Now, let's say you do that every weekend. You just made $16,000 in one month. That's fair. That's $4,000, of course, pre-tax, 
That's $4,000 to each individual member a month. Minimum. Minimum. So if you want to go that route, if you want to go that route, sure. Do I consider that actual musicianship? No. Because you're playing someone else's music. But I also know friends who go out and do it. I don't disrespect them for doing it. I don't agree with it, but I don't disrespect them for doing it. It's completely plausible to allow somebody to go or completely plausible for somebody to go out and, and do that and make money. Um, or just have fun with it. Correct. But if you are an original musician writing original pieces um, and you want to go out and tour on that, you can't expect people to get up and jam to your song like they would at the bar when they hear, um, oh, God, honky tonk, badonka donk, come on. Like, <laughs> you know, you can you can go play your song all day long and, and people are going to be like, all right, cool. But they hear one of those hits come on. They're like, all right, I'm up. Let's go. You know, that's really, that's really the, the end all be all of it. I mean, you there's again, again, I reiterate, there's plenty of big bands out there who did this and they grinded and they did the exact same thing. They were having to grind on local shows, small shows, going out and playing small shows, uh, going uh, as far as the eye could see and playing small shows. I mean, hell, as we're talking about a day to remember, if you listen to, uh, what album is it? Um, common courtesy i think it is they i'm pretty sure they are actually talking about at one point going and playing um let me see if i can hang on let me see if i can find the song no you're right it is common courtesy and they're talking about oh it's called the song's called i remember yes that's exactly right i remember and they're going they're talking about going and playing two shows in a night like they'd be in some random city and they'd play a show and find out there's another show going on right down the street and they would load their stuff back up in their van and go play the exact same set a second time right down the street. Yep, and they talk about sleeping in the van and playing shows where no one came. Yeah. And, like, I think that track, honestly, would give, if I was in a local band, that would give me a lot of motivation. Because a day to remember, one of the biggest powerhouses in rock music today started there, too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I, so hey, before we go, I'll say this because I, you know, I know I've been rambling a little bit and gotten to the point. Um, but I'm going to say this to everyone out there. I'm going to leave you with a little story. This was 20, 2015. The band I was playing with at the time. Uh, is the one that we shall not name. Uh, we went on tour. And this was just a little week-long run. Okay? We were supposed to go from North Carolina to South Carolina uh, to Kentucky uh, to, well, excuse me, to Tennessee to Kentucky uh, to Indiana to Ohio to New Jersey home. Uh, I feel like, uh, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was on the way there, too. Um, but, uh, the story takes place in a little dive bar that is no longer around rest in peace. The fifth quarter lounge, uh, this took place in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. We were to go on the bill third. Um, 
and we had no reason to. Uh, reason we went on the bill third, if I can remember correctly, is because the two bands that were supposed to go on after us, because uh, there was four bands total, it was us, uh, the headliner, us, and then two other local bands. The two local bands were supposed to go on after us because we had never played in Indianapolis before, let alone anywhere in Indiana. And uh, nobody knew who we were at all. Uh, but the local bands were like, no, 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 they're a touring band. Let them go on later. And we were just like, no, nah, it's no big deal to us. Like we were there in two hours early, already ready to play. And they were like, no, no, you're going on third. Sorry, right, cool. Well, bear in mind, when I say this place is a little dive bar, I mean, this is an actual dive bar. This is this is a place where if you were to drive down the main road, you would have never known this place existed. There was no signage there. It, it was a bar that was built out of a old uh, locker room in the bottom of a, rec- a recreation building. Um I mean, you would have never known it was there. The The bar was dope. I mean, it had like four pool tables over on the side, pretty nice bar, nice stage, nice sound system, everything like that. But you never know. You never known it was there. So we get there and uh, as we get, you know, get out of the van, we're stretching our legs. Uh, Cause we, you know, I think we've been driving for miles at this point. We finally show up. Um, and we, uh, we get there, stretching our legs, looking around everything and we get inside and see the venue find out we're playing third and as the time goes on for this to take place for this show to take place we notice at the beginning of the show there's only like five people and we're like all right not a problem and our our manager at the time messaged us and he goes how's the show going and we were like well we're probably gonna be playing to an empty house he said why is that and uh we told him like, yeah, there's only like five people here, but you know, there's still time come to find Wait, out. So when you say five, are you like exaggerating or was it actually only that few? No, I mean like at all the other bands were outside either smoking cigarettes or talking. There was only five patrons in the bar, two of which were sitting at the bar, three in front of the stage. Jeez. Yeah. And I think I was one of those people in front of the stage listening. Um, <clears throat> but the first band goes on playing to five people. Second band goes on playing to five people. What we didn't know, because we had, you know, we had openly expressed that we didn't mind going on first to us. It was okay. We had a long drive ahead of us. We had planned on getting started that night. We were like, you know what? We'll play first. Not a big deal. We'll hit the road right after and jet set so we can get across. Cause we got a long drive to go. And they were like, no, 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 you, you got to play third. You're touring. I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. But apparently word got around in Indiana that a certain band was coming to play. We go up and we can only guess that it was due to the fact that uh, the other local bands had called their friends to come to the show. We start playing. And as we're playing, we had about, I want to say we had a 30 minute set. Yeah. We had, we had six songs we were playing. Uh, we had a 30 minute set and we go on with our intro track. And as the intro tracks playing, I noticed that 
all the bands yet again are outside smoking cigarettes doing their thing uh and there's probably maybe like four people standing in front of the stage listening ready to have some fun one of which was our drummer's friend jeff shout out to jeff i don't know if he listens but appreciate you dog uh he gave us a place to stay that was a blessing um but jeff i remember jeff was one of the, the few people in the crowd intro track goes on and every time we would play the show i would always turn my back to the crowd i would always get down on one knee and i would i would have my eyes closed and i was listening to music and i was getting myself pumped and i remember i had calluses on my knuckles because i would always punch the floor four times before getting ready to play and um people always thought i was like part of fight club or some shit but no i just always punched the floor um and i punched i remember i punched the floor and when i punched the floor i heard this uproar of voices from behind me and i thought to myself in that moment it took me by surprise i was like there's no way four people just made that noise and all it took was us being courteous enough to explain that we were fine going on early and us showing the, like, uh, just playing the intro track before we even went on and people hearing it and going, who the hell is this? We went from four people to that place being packed out. Damn. And I can tell you right now that it, if it weren't for the fact that we had gone and played in Indianapolis, no one there would have ever known who we were and the amount of love that we had pouring out of that city for us to come back was insurmountable. We played, honestly, one of my top three favorite shows we ever played there. We played our asses off. I broke the floor on that stage. I put my foot through the floor. Like we went off and the crowd was feeling it. So I say all that to say this, and if you're in a, if you're in a small band, if you're in a local band, if you're in a growing band, just realize that it's out there, you know, don't grow so comfortable with what you have at home. Take this opportunity of what's happened with COVID. Take that opportunity and recognize that, yes, this is an opportunity for your local scene to regrow or reproduce into something new and new acts and whatever. That's great. But don't settle. Don't settle. Go out, show the world who you are and what you bring to the table and let them decide what they think about you don't 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 preface you know your own you know thoughts don't 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 preface someone else's thoughts by your own clouded judgment they have no idea what you sound like out there don't get so comfortable with what you have at home because what you have at home can also just as easily be taken away mm-hmm just like what COVID did. But don't Damn. don't get so comfortable and go out and actually, if you are ready to make that sacrifice, if you're ready to make that judgment call, if you and your band 
are ready to lay it all on the line and say, all of our chips are on black. We're going to let it ride. And if it doesn't come up for us, then we know we at least tried. If you are not ready to do that, then stay at home, play local, have fun, be a hometown hero. But if you're one of those bands where you keep thinking to yourself, there's a road out there that I have not traveled and I need to go find out where that road is and the building that's at the end of that road that has a stage and a shitty sound system and a bunch of preteens who want to mosh in their skinny jeans, guess what? Get your ass out and go find it. Because you're going to meet some of the best people you've ever met by doing that. I rest my case. Joe, if your mic wasn't attached to a stand, I'd tell you to drop it. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to get this deep. This is this is COVID brain. This is what this is. This is uh, COVID actually did something good for me. Look at that. <laughs> Joe, if I go to the show this weekend, can can everything just be back? Can I proclaim life to be back to normal? I wouldn't. If call I'm it early, in that but... pit with thousands of people. I mean, that's the most normal I'm going to have felt since March of 2020, 2020. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I, you know, I, I want to say, I want to say yes, I do, but I also don't want to call it early. Yeah, no, me neither. And, and this is, this is something too. Uh, I know my wife wanted to tell me, you know, I told you so. Uh, but she didn't. I appreciate her for that. Uh, but this is an exact reason why we have to be safe. Uh, I mean, I you know I'm not a worst case scenario with you know knock on wood. Uh, I'm not a worst case scenario with COVID. I'm sure there's worse cases out there than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's no guarantee I have COVID. You know, I'm hoping I don't. But it definitely feels like it. But I'm hoping I don't. But in the event that I do, let this be a lesson to everybody out there who wants shows to come back. Just do the right thing. You know, like, if you don't want to get a vaccine, I'm not going to make anybody get a vaccine. But mask up. Socially distance. Guess what? If you don't have a vaccine, don't get in the pit. Just watch the show from the back. You know, no one's going to fault you for that. Yeah. No one's going to fault you for that. If you don't trust the vaccines, because I know there's a shit ton of people out there who don't, if you don't trust the vaccines, don't go get it. Wait until you have more scientific research to show that you, you trust it, but recognize that your decision to not do that also comes with consequences. And those consequences are you need to stay in a masked environment, socially distanced in the back. So that way you do not affect anybody else's chances of being able to go back to these shows. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's really that simple. It's sad. I mean, and that- it's kind of made easy too. Cause it's like, yes, you, we, and a lot of venues, like the one I'm going to on Friday is like, we, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty pol- politics of it, but they are requiring a negative COVID test or, a vaccine proof, which, you know, we could talk about all day long, how that's good or bad or whatever. But the point is from an ethical stance, from just like 
if you don't want to get the vaccine, that's awesome. But you have a second option. Wear the mask. Stay in the back. Don't get sweaty with other boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, or or girls. That didn't come out right. <laughs> uh, no, but it didn't. But it's that's okay. my point. That's my point. Is like, we can make sure that this shit stays. You and Joe and me, we can all make sure this doesn't go away. But we all have a part to play. I mean, I, I'll be completely honest. I chose to get vaccinated, but. Some of my best friends have it, and that's I don't hold them. I don't hold anything against them for that. But those people are also smart, and they know what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? Exactly right. You're exactly right. And and again, you know, I'm someone who hasn't not, has not gotten vaccinated yet, uh, and my choice is simply because I just needed more research to come out for it. You know, uh, not necessarily an FDA approval, but I ne- I just needed a bit more <clears throat> substance. You know knowledge behind it and it's not that i have a phd uh or you know i'm a scientist by any means but i'm still someone who has done enough research on my own body to know what i should and should not put in my body and a lot of people are going to be in the same boat you know if you're questioning it that's fine but you need to recognize that you know like for me i don't go into grocery stores without a mask on and that's mainly for my own you know, well-being, you know, I know I don't have a vaccine, but I also know that I don't mind wearing a mask. I, I don't see why everyone hated it. Not, I, I mean, I, I have a decent collection of them at this point to be able to just be like, you know what, this one matches my outfit. I'm gonna go with this. You know, I don't mind doing that, but see for me and I, and I'm different. I hate wearing a mask. That's exactly. one of the reasons I chose to get vaccinated because I, I recognize that I was going to be I was going to be anal about the mask. I also recognized the severity of the two options and I knew I needed to do one of them. But that's like, that's my point is like Joe chose to do something. I chose to do something, you know, half the bands we've talked to on here might have chose to do something differently. But the point is we all just want to keep each other safe and we want to do what's best for ourselves. That's exactly right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, I believe that's a great place to end it there. Uh, I yeah. believe uh, we've covered a lot. And and today it was definitely more of a, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, a challenge. I, I, ch- I challenge a lot of you musicians out there who listen to us. I challenge you on one thing. And that one thing that I challenge you on is to actually express where you want to be in your music. Um, I challenge you to, if you want to go out on the road, do it. If you want to stay at home and play local shows, do it. But I challenge you to push the envelope. Those of you out there who, who think, there's a world out there that I haven't seen yet, but you haven't figured out how to pull the trigger on it yet. I challenge you to figure out how to do it. I challenge you how to, I challenge you to figure out how to pull the trigger on that and go out and do it. And honestly, I'll tell you this and I'll go a step further at big cup. O underscore Joe is my personal Twitter. 
if you ever have questions about things that may seem odd on the road or how to take that next step, my DMs are always open to help. You can also reach us where Aaron at get underscore low underscore pod. That is controlled by Aaron. Anytime you see a tweet go out, that's Aaron. If you want to DM us there and he sees one come through asking me a question about that kind of stuff, I guarantee you he's going to screenshot it, send it to me and say, how would you like to respond? Nothing wrong with that at all. And in the spirit of honesty, Joe's cell phone number is actually. (laughs) Oh, about that. So on that note, um, (laughs) but also, you know, if you. What's that scene where Tony Stark in the Avengers movie was like, here's where the fuck I live. Come find me, motherfuckers. And then they destroyed his house. Uh oh, you mean Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. three? Iron Man that was three Iron Man. Yeah. looks directly <laughs> at the camera and is like, uh, this is my address. Bring it. And they were like, it's been brought. Bang. <laughs> like And he was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> honestly. Honestly, though. No, it's oh, been a man. it's been a pleasure talking to you tonight as usual. Uh, likewise, sir. It's been fantastic. And all you listeners out there, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or smart remarks on what we discussed today, you can always reach us. And our anchor page as well, anchor.fm forward slash get low podcast. Uh, we are more than uh, happy and welcome to uh, take on any questions that you have for us. Uh, and the, again, if there's any questions at all that you musicians out there have uh, that you're not sure what to do next, send them our way. I'd love to hear them and I'd love to give you a, a little bit of advice if I can on uh, what uh, might be a good option for you. But we're going to head out of here. As always, I'm Joe. I'm Joe. I'm Aaron. <laughs> Hold on, I just had a, I had a thought. Can I fuck our whole system up for a second? <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got? I love you. Don't fire me. So I was just thinking about it. Um, considering when this episode comes out, Two Sides of Me song is going to be out. So can we play it for them? Right now? At the end of the show. Uh, we have not gotten approval from that band for that yet. Hmm. I tell you what. I tell you what. We can edit this out too. I tell <laughs> I you no. I'm not. I'm not editing this. I want the listeners to hear you fuck this up, like you said you were going to. <laughs> they're they're all gonna hear you fuck this up because they are releasing a single, or at least for us this Friday. For y'all, it would have already been out two days ago, three days ago. Mm-hmm. We will see about getting them on the show next week. Get them all collectively into a call to talk about the song. And I catch that, up with them. I'm fucking down for that. Cause it's been a while. It's been a while since we had Tony on. You gotta think we, I mean, it's been probably shit 20 or so episodes uh, since we had him on. So uh, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll reach out to them and see what they think. But I want everybody to realize we were going great. He fucked it up, but I'm Joe. I'm A.A. Ron. And as always. Get low.